Like what we're doing here at Echoplex Media? Well, head on over to echoplexmedia.com support. There are a bunch of great ways to support this project. My favorite, always, is the merch. Go into a hotel and whack off somebody. Uh, not appropriate. I'm not a wanna hear 
right, everybody, welcome to the Plex. We do this show live every Sunday right here on Twitch. That's twitch.tv slash echoplexmedia. You can support this project many ways. Go to echoplexmedia.com slash support and just click on any of the links there and you can uh, help us out. Uh, moving studios soon. There's a few things on my Amazon wish list you might want to purchase for me. Most of them are fairly inexpensive, but there are a couple fancy things on there if you're feeling fancy. Anyway, I'm producer Dave. Uh, as usual, you can find me on a grinder. And uh, this is what the people want. Police officers, they've gone insane. I don't hate the cops. And there's a person inside when the truncheon stops. I don't hate the cops. Oh, when the raiders come, who will protect the shops? Don't hate the cops. They're a sensitive bunch. If you don't stop throwing your rocks, snap, crackle, pop. It's the sound of a taser. Your body drops. Don't hate the cops. Don't hate the cops, don't hate the cops Don't hate the cops Like your local police Cause they don't do nothing wrong Like your local police Got rid of the corruption And the racism is gone They've been keeping the peace Keeping homeless folks out of the parks and malls Got a cure for your social disease Follow the law, don't hate the cops 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 First story is a story I didn't know really where to put on the docket, so I just said I'll put it first because why not? This is uh guy is kind of upset, I guess, that uh, his cat likes his neighbors. A lot of you probably already saw this. This was all over Twitter, but this is this is amazing. This is like literally fucking amazing. Wait, no sound.
As you can tell, this show is live, folks. So, so hang on. I just want to be clear. You're upset because we made friends with your cat, sir? I'm not. Our cat. You understand? Our cat. I'm not even in my yard right now. How? What am I doing? The gates open. You're unreasonable people. You're holding our cat. How? I'm not even in there. I want you to explain how. If you would go in your yard and say, Mercury, go home. Don't come in our yard anymore. She they will want not you to She's a cat. She doesn't speak English. <laughs> oh, really? you, this, this doesn't mean go home? No. Huh? Hand huh? signals don't mean anything. It's a cat, dude. Really? Okay. That guy's, I, I presume that's his wife. Uh, she's probably kind of embarrassed. Well, we'll have the police department figure it out. Absolutely. Okay. Great idea. Yo, Yo, the cops are just going to shoot your cat if you call no. them, though. So the cat doesn't eat and drink anything over there, right? No. Oh, no, never. Attention. Right? No, never. No. No, never. Never. Yeah, yeah. never. Yeah, you cat pervert. Oh, my God. Cat pervert? You just called him a cat pervert. It's cat queuing on, everybody. Cat pervert. I've done nothing cat to bring pervert. the cat. I've done nothing to bring the cat. This dude's yeah, lost. Pervert. This dude, he's, he's lost it. 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 Oh no! On my property. Harboring my cat. Is that a crime? What it was something else? I'm a cat pervert. What crime is that? What crime is that? You know what? There's a crime about you harboring my cat. What crime is that? Against the law. What crime is that? It's called harboring an animal. I can understand being angry if my cat was in your yard. You're angry because your cat is in my yard. You're making things a lot worse. You could just send my cat home. No, I can't. (laughs) I just want to be clear. Yo, the cat is like just going to go with. If it's an outdoor cat, it's just going to go wherever the fuck it wants. Like... Oh, I mean, uh, the, somebody in chat said the guy filming sounds like a dick, too. Yeah, but I mean, I'd be kind of a dick about this, too. If this guy started freaking out because uh, his cat was in my backyard, I'd be a dick about it, too. I think you might be a dick about it, too. Maybe this isn't the first time, right? Maybe this is like the fifth time this guy has had a big old fucking thing about the cat being in his neighbor's yard. And it's not like you could see, like, maybe they being mad if, like, if my cat went into your yard and was, like, taking a shit all the time or something. But like that's not even remotely close to what was happening here. The 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 cat just was like, "Oh, I'm gonna go uh, over this fence into this yard," and because it's that's how a cat do. A cat just kind of goes over fences into yards if it's uh, out and about. That's a pretty funny fucking video. What a weird way to react. Just be like, "Hey, is my cat in your yard?" You, uh, I don't know. If you see my cat, can you tell him to go home? And I'm like, yeah, sure, whatever. Anyway, here's a uh, Senator uh, Tommy Tuberville. He is the uh, most pro-military, uh, as you'll see in this clip. And uh, so it's it, it's a tough situation. And there's nobody more military than me, Caitlin. Uh, my dad was military, uh, career military. I'm all for the military. We need a strong military, but we also need to go by the rules in the Constitution and represent the people and taxpayers. Taxpayers are not supposed to pay for anything that has to do with abortion. Your father, yeah, your father was in the military, but when you talk about who's hurting here and that you said you were going to do this, 
you're not directly hurting Secretary Austin or, or President Biden here. This has a real impact on the families of these officers. They can't move or resettle their families. They can't enroll their kids in schools. Their spouses can't take new jobs, you know, wherever they're going to be stationed next. You know, this keeps members of the military who are getting promoted from getting that pay raise. You realize that, right? Well, first of all, it, you know, if I thought it had, had was hurting readiness or recruiting, I wouldn't be doing this. But it's not doing it. Uh, you know, I've talked to... So what's going on here is that they're blocking basically um, military um, promotions and appointments to new positions because they think the military is too woke. And that's, you know, we're not big fans of the military around here, but if you're up for a promotion, right, you're up for a promotion. And then this guy's like, nah, nah, you, the military had a rainbow. You can't have your promotion. You're going to be pretty fucking pissed off because you, know, you probably earned that promotion. So great. That's fantastic. Good job. The GOP doing America's business. Um, here we go. Uh, here's representative Eli Crane from Arizona. He seems pretty rad. You know, dudes rocking all that. Arizona. Well, Mr. Chairman, though, that was unbelievably inspiring. My amendment has nothing to do with whether or not colored people or black people or anybody can. Whoa, dude. Okay. It has nothing to do with color Mr. Your Speaker. skin, your, any of that stuff. What we, want to, what we want to preserve and maintain is the fact that our military does not become a social experiment. We want the best of the best. We want to have standards that guide who, who's in what unit, what they do. And I'm going to tell you guys right, right now. The I think the people that run the military already do that, friendo. The Chinese, the Iranians, the North Koreans, they are not, they are not doing this because they want the strongest military possible. Gentlemen, I hope my colleagues on the other side can understand what we're doing. Thank you so much. Mr. Speaker, to be recognized to have the words colored people. For what purposes generally seek recognition? I'd like to be recognized to have- For what purpose do you, do you hear what the motherfucker just said? Have the words colored people stricken uh, from the record. I find it offensive and very inappropriate. Is a gentlelady asking for unanimous consent to take down the words? I am asking for unanimous consent to take down the words of referring to me or any of my colleagues as colored people. For what purposes, the gentleman from Arizona? Can I amend my comments to people of color? Oh, everybody agrees. Amend his comments. Is the gentleman asking? Consent. Mr. Speaker, to have the word stricken. I didn't ask for an amendment. Is there unanimous consent to have the, have the word stricken? Yes. Without objection, so ordered. All right. That, I mean, even the other guy was, even the guy's like, hey, we could amend it. So it looks like I never said that. Although, to be honest, like, I think maybe it's better to leave that on the record. Not because I think like old, like racist terms belong necessarily on the record for the government, but maybe, you know. You know, maybe it's uh, maybe it's best that people kind of know what the fuck's going on. Just my uh, just my take there. I don't know. There's like decorum and shit in the in the halls of Congress that I'm not super familiar with, so it could be one of those things, and that's fine. <laughs> but everybody agreed. Here's um, we haven't had a George Santos clip in a while, but don't worry, he's just going to compare himself to Rosa Parks. No big deal. Everything's fine. 
they come for me, I go right back for them because I think for far too long they've gotten away with getting along to get along. So no, getting that's going along to getting along. You fucking idiot that way anymore i'm gonna call them out you want to call me a liar i'll call you a sellout i mean mitt romney the man goes to the state of the union of the united states wearing a ukraine lapel pin tells me a latino gay man that i shouldn't sit in the front that i should be in the back well guess what rosa parks didn't sit in the back and neither am i gonna sit in the back that's just the reality of how it works <laughs> what mitt the fuck is this? in a very different world and he he needs to buckle up because it's gonna be a bumpy ride for him Yo, the reason it's just that it's just sort of tradition that the newest members sit towards the back. Like that's all it isn't about any of that other shit. It's just, you're new. And so you sit near the back. I don't know if that's right or it's wrong, but that's just how it is. It isn't about you, friendo, not about you. Here's a uh, Matt Gates versus FBI director, Christopher Ray. Um, Christopher Ray, I think should be looking into Nestor, but that's just, uh, you know, that's just my opinion. People trusted the FBI more when J. Edgar Hoover was running the place than when you are. And the reason is because you don't give straight answers. You give answers that, that later a court deems aren't true. And then at the end of the day, you won't criticize an obvious shakedown when it's directly in front of us. And it appears as though you're whitewashing the conduct of corrupt people. Respectfully, Congressman, in your home state of Florida, the number of people applying to come work for us and devote their lives working for us is over up over 100%. We're deeply proud of them. <laughs> he's like, ah, <laughs> oh, people don't trust the FBI. Then why do people in your state want to work for us, uh, Matt Gates? I don't trust the fucking FBI either. But it's like, um, you know, it's it's for different reasons. Not the, it's not just, it's not just one incident. It's a pattern of behavior over the years how they've dealt with um unrest, civil unrest, and um civil rights. So here's a uh, Chelsea Handler versus Lauren Bobert. I left a prescription at a pharmacy once. I went to get um, birth control. The, the price was very, very high. I said, wow, is this a three, six month prescription? No, ma'am, this is one month. And I said, it's cheaper to have a kid. And I left it there. And now I have my third son, Caden Bobert. Um, and so I'm actually, it was, a, it was turned out to be a really great thing. Great for who? Not the son who had to call the cops on your husband. Listen, that's really nice that you like your child, I guess. Birth control pills can cost between $20 and $50 for each pack. So let's say it's $50. That's $10,800 after 18 years. But the USDA estimates that parents can expect to pay between $15,000 and $17,000 a year raising a child. So that's about $300,000 to raise a kid to the age of 18. And that's not even including, if you're Lauren Boebert, how many guns you have to buy for each of them. Yeah. <laughs> Lauren is getting divorced. If she has to pay child support, she's going to find out exactly how expensive kids are. Their divorce comes two decades after the couple first met while Lauren was working at Mickey D's at the age of 16 and her soon-to-be ex-husband was 22. Sounds like someone was ordering a Happy Meal. I can't spend too much time talking about this because I want to try out the new water slide I had installed at my new house that I bought with all of the disposable income I have from taking birth control and never having kids. Bye, Lauren. I heard you have a new boyfriend, so maybe try condoms or anal. <laughs> <laughs> I don't usually play like stuff of people I agree with, but I saw that and I was like, all right, we'll, we'll run this Chelsea Handler clip. I like Chelsea Handler. She's generally pretty fucking cool. She, uh, she made a bunch of money and isn't like all stuck up and shit about it. 
So that's pretty good. Uh, here we're going to move on to the Jesse uh, Waters, uh, I guess, segment. Up, oh, nope, nope. I almost, almost, almost skipped something. I almost skipped Arizona State Senator Wendy Rogers. Wendy Rogers is incredibly cooked. Just incredibly fucking cooked. Here's her talking about <clears throat> an event that will attempt to flush the COVID shot from your body. And again, this is a state senator in Arizona. This person is a lawmaker who's uh, promoting some crazy event. The Freedom Gathering in Phoenix, it starts, I think, tomorrow. I will be joining it Friday and Saturday. And this is uh, at the Phoenix Convention Center. It is to enable uh, those who have fallen through the cracks medically to get free dental checkup, uh, free eye exam, ear exams, and so forth, and also to uh, uh, get a uh, treatment regimen for if you took the COVID shot to have it uh, flushed from your body. And then Dr. McCullough will be there several of those days, and uh, he and I will be together on the dais on the panel, I think, uh, Friday night. Oh, uh, we got to watch whatever this is during conspiracy bingo. I don't know what, when it is. It's a, that's like one of them health and freedom conferences. We watched a lot of them on, on this channel during the height of COVID, like a lot of them. And they were always really crazy. Yeah. Somebody in chat was asking if Chris Key will be there. That's actually a good question. Uh, remains, remains to be seen. I wonder if, um, I wonder if that, uh, snake venom guy will be there. <laughs> yeah. That Brian artist. I wonder if Brian artist will be there. Here's uh here's Jesse Waters just doing his normal thing, just saying something real dumb. Trump knew that. 2017, when all the leaders were heading to a photo op, Trump pushed the president of Montenegro out of the way so he could be front and center. Sorry, Montenegro, we got the F-35s. Biden doesn't do that. Looks like a freshman on the first day of school. Biden doesn't shove other world leaders so that he could stand in front of them. Every world leader walk all over him. They're all acting like he's not there. They're reaching over his body. They're shoving him out of the way. Hey, there's Zelensky. Let me shake. They're not. They're not shoving him out of the way. Shaking Biden's hands. He's just standing there. Nobody's shoving him. Nobody wanted to meet Biden. I didn't see. Look, people are trying to shake hands, and he was like, "Oh, you want to shake hands? I'll move back." This is just like how you fucking behave in a crowd. What the fuck? I don't actually want a president that goes to a um, like a, a meeting of world leaders and just shoves the president of Montenegro out of the way. Plus, like, what did the president of Montenegro have to lose if he would have just cold cocked Donald Trump in that uh, in that fucking scenario anyway? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, there would have been no, there would been no downside to it. It's not like Trump would have defended himself. And so, like, I just don't get it. Um, here's more of Waters because, of course, this is uh this is that a. Uh, Tim Ballard guy. Tim Ballard is the uh, guy who that movie uh, that uh, um, Jim Caviezel is in, that, the, the Sound of Freedom or whatever it is. He's the guy that that movie's based on. Here he is on the Jesse Waters show talking about his shitty movie. Why is the media hating this movie? You know, I can't understand it. The film 
was made, produced, written like five years, six years ago, way before anyone heard the name QAnon. I still don't even know what QAnon is. Oh, shut up. You know exactly what QAnon is. Trying to connect it to some conspiracy when, in fact, like you said, this is a true story. These are real kids. I mean, I'm, I, these kids are my friends. They're young adults now, the ones that were rescued. They're going to come out soon and tell their story. It's going to be very awkward when the mainstream media comes after these kids next. And accuses of them. Not, but we, they've been trying to locate some of these supposed people that you saved, and they can't locate some of them. And when they do locate some of them, they go, uh, one of them was like, no, um, I escaped myself, and then I met with these people a few years later. Part of some conspiracy when, in fact, they were rescued from a life of rape. It's, it's, it's the most bizarre thing I've ever seen in the media, perhaps. I mean, this publication says The Sound of Freedom is a superhero movie for dads with brain worms. And That's that it about right. fetishizes the torture of its child victims. Is that what the movie does? It absolutely does not do that. It tells a story based in truth. And, you know, I, what I think is happening, Jesse, I think that the left and the, these, these media outlets, they don't want to have a discussion that this film is going to compel. A discussion about why 85,000 children showed up unaccompanied at the border and got released into the interior of a country that is uh, the highest consuming country for child exploitation material on the planet. They don't want to talk about why they, these same publications are pushing an agenda to change the word pedophile to minor attracted persons. No one's doing that. The only people talking about that are people trying to claim that's what's going on. In order to normalize sexual activity with children. I think that's what they're trying to avoid. And they know this film's going to shine a light on all of the things, all the atrocities happening in children. And so they have to discredit it by lying about it. So what would their motivation be to discredit a movie that's trying to shine a spotlight onto atrocities committed against children? Well, they, if, 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 if the truth of human trafficking and child trafficking and child exploitation were to be uh, brought to bear, brought to light, then they would have to have a debate, a discussion that they don't want to have about, again, these policies around sexualizing children or allowing children to consent at a young age to do anything and everything. Uh, like what? Which would eventually include being, you know, identifying as an adult, perhaps, and having sex with pedophiles. What the I've fuck? Pedophiles. I've been hunting them for 20 years, and they are watching this, and they're salivating. They are happy that Rolling Stones and The Guardian are ripping on a movie that exposes them. So I don't like the fact that these media outlets are, in fact, wittingly or unwittingly, running interference for human traffickers and pedophiles. Yeah, well, I haven't seen the movie yet, but now I want to see it because this thing made such a splash. Tim, thanks so much for joining us, and good luck at the box office. Legitimate organizations that, that help the, the, the victim survivors of human trafficking and try to track down those who are um, participating in it hate stuff like this. They hate the QAnon shit and they fucking like almost, well, not just almost, like every time I've heard of any of them being asked about this movie or the, the QAnon phenomena or whatever, they're always like, yeah, this just makes my job hard, actually. This doesn't, this doesn't help anything. This, this sensationalizes what we're doing turns it into and it it makes people maybe skeptical of actual crimes that are happening because they've heard of the QAnon shit just like the same just like the thing i was saying about the, during the big ivermectin thing one of the one of the really bad long-term effects of that is going to be if somebody has some kind of parasitic infection they're going to be hesitant to use ivermectin even if it's the right drug for them so like that's that's the problem with this stuff when you sensationalize this stuff you you actually disempower people trying to do the hard work 
I would I would say hard and traumatic work working on these things. Don't worry. Here's Tim Ballard on the Tim Pool show. I'm sure Tim will uh, Tim Pool will uh, clear this all up. Why do you think it is so many media outlets were uh, <laughs> attacking the film, insulting it, saying QAnon yeah. or paranoid? Well, first I'll say That's this: a weird, huh? it's so bizarre because this film was made, produced, written five six years ago before QAnon was even a thing. So it's <laughs> 2017 was the first Q drop possible what they're saying why are they saying it now here's my theory i i think i'm right uh there's an agenda out there and there's a conversation to be had and these outlets don't want to have it by the way the guardian rolling stone they all praised this operation when it happened they don't remember it was eight years ago but i have the articles look at these guys rescue these kids in columbia and now eight years later oh it's QAnon. it didn't even happen blah blah well, yeah, but the person who wrote that article, like not long after they wrote the article, realized that they'd been hoodwinked. And then they wrote an article about how they'd been hoodwinked. I know the article he's talking about. This has been like all the podcasts I listen to that aren't like history podcasts or tech podcasts. This is what they're talking about. And they're, they're checking all this guy's claims. There's a conversation they don't want to have. They don't want to talk about the fact that there's 85,000 unaccompanied minors who came to our border and were released and lost. In a, in a country that's the highest consumer for child sex. Yeah, he's material. definitely that's on scary. his script, isn't he? They don't want to he? talk about the fact that teachers' unions are providing what we would call pornography to yep. third graders. No, they're not. Right? I used to be able to arrest people for providing the material to children that teachers are currently giving to kids under the guise so of... So this sex. isn't really about... His media tour isn't really about even about his movie, right? He's just out there trying to get all these fucking uh, uh, the satanic panic 7.0 people on board with them. They don't want to talk about 13-year-old girls being able to consent. And I'm very libertarian when it comes to all these things for an adult, right? Finish your oh, book, go sorry. get the books. Yeah, I, I, I think I got a couple of the books you're talking oh, you about. Some we have a book that, they've get, that they, they have in grade school. Oh, I know that one. Yes. That teaches children yeah. how to use adult sex apps. Yes, I, I'm and very familiar. I just posted on this. There was a teacher... Who gave that doesn't look like a book for children. Sold a book called "This Book Is Gay." It's the title of the book, and it, in it, it it explains how to use Grinder. Why? On what page one hundred and eighty-two? Yeah. that's a that's an awfully thick book for a little kid. Uh, yes. Yeah, now so that one you, we can't show either. That's you can't graphic. show some of these it's pictures. Actual, I'm telling you, I could have arrested people for giving this to kids back in the early 2000s. As and, it should be. And now teachers are giving it to kids. Yep. They don't want to talk about this. And and then you know what it leads to? Consent. Pedophiles have been pushing consent, consent. Kids should be able to consent. They sh I've, I've studied pedophiles. I've hunted them for two decades, right? Mm -hmm. And they have platforms. They have literature. Kids should be able to make decisions for voting, for whatever they want to do. Why are they saying this? Well, I'd, I'd be down with putting the voting age down to 16. You can operate a motor vehicle you can drive, but then maybe not the age of consent. Want them to have legal consent to have sex with a 12-year-old, 11-year-old, whatever. You know what this whole trans voice, and again, I'm libertarian for adults. Do what you want to do. I will fight for your right. To, to choose to do that i don't but these are children and when you let a kid consent to gender mutilation or consent to puberty blockers you're just you're well these are the parents consent and the doctors are involved in shit too like. you've lost the argument but this this quite literally is one of their big arguments there have been uh numerous uh writers in what they call the queer movement who have talked about children consenting there are would name them tim who are they prominent activists who are making this argument and in fact tomorrow we're actually going to be having a debate about uh, I'll, I'll keep it vague for a little bit because I you know I don't want to spoil it or, or you know scare the people who are coming on the show but there's gonna be a conversation about what is or isn't appropriate for kids yeah I think it's fairly obvious when we ask the question we you know we have people come on uh, and and debate various ideas 
and I and I'll and I'll show these books to people and say, for what reason should children be shown these books? So the book that they're showing does not look like. I mean, what is a nine-year-old going to read that book? It was a pretty thick book. That book maybe maybe a teenager might read it, and they just blindly defend it. And without, real, with, I I just want to say the real question is not why do kids need to see this. It's why do you need to show this to a child? Right. Why are you so obsessed right. with ensuring that a child will have their innocence destroyed well, by this perverse content? Let me, let me ask you. I mean, you're the expert. Can you break down how would you describe grooming? Oh, absolutely. First, the the pedophiles want a kid who's sexualized who will participate and choose to have sex with them. That's what they want. But you got to get a kid sexualized first. You know what porn does to an adult brain? I mean, I, I've talked to porn addicts. An adult brain. It changes the chemistry of the brain. It actually creates a damage of the brain. Kids' no, brains are just like crystallizing still. They're little sponges. So you give, you give a third grader this, and they're giving third graders this stuff. No, they're not. That is, like, that's not... They're not no. Maybe like a freshman or a sophomore in high school. That, that's, that's... No, 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 no them to TikTok and let them have the I mean you these kids by the time they're 13 they're sex robots they all they know they're teaching kids to masturbate too in some schools yes like, that's part of it go to your special corner and touch yourself while you look at this so these are they saying are that to the point where he's just lying he's just fucking writing fanfic which is a weird thing to call it I'm sorry that was maybe the wrong or maybe I maybe I hit the nail on the head who knows and again pedophiles are salivating like, hey, they're, they're doing our job for us. These groups, the, 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 the leftists out there, they're doing our job yeah. for us. We they're are, they're laughing. They're laughing right now. They're, la they're salivating. But, but you say, say, you say oh, shit. We, we, had, we had Austin Bennett ruled uh, Jim Caviezel, and there he just showed up on our Why show. They I didn't know Jim Caviezel was in this. The, the, the groups are one and the same. I mean, You're right. the, the, I, I made this argument. There was, um, I can't remember exactly what the story was, but I, I was critical of literal grooming and in fact let's go back to uh, pre elon musk twitter there was an image of adult men showing graphic adult images to children and i said this is grooming i got suspended like they, they deleted the tweet and they they said you can't post this kind of stuff and i'm like i can't call out the abuse they said it was offensive it was hate speech mm -hmm. wow so wow i criticize a story and i get these leftist publications attacking me for it my response was if my position is that child abusers are bad and you rush to their defense and attack me over it, my only assumption is you're a child abuser mm -hmm. or you are in support of child abuse. <clears throat> but the thing is, like, his tweet's gone, right? So that's not there anymore. So we can't see what his tweet was. And what happens with this stuff is if he's running around calling everybody a groomer, what would have happened prior to Elon probably is that it would have been more about a pattern of behavior. Because he's a bigger account, right? If you're a smaller account, they'll just fucking nuke your account over whatever. But if you're a bigger account, they'll they'll it, it's you have to do a bunch of things. And the other thing that they're doing here, they're they're like this this oh this is all this is all uh, you're showing kids porn and stuff. That's like all like smoke and mirrors for <clears throat> the same old arguments. Like we shouldn't be giving kids comprehensive sex education. Uh, child development specialists uh, vehemently disagree. Uh, comprehensive sex education, even stuff that you and I might think is graphic, actually teaches kids about consent and makes it more likely for the kids to report something bad that's going on to an, an adult that they can trust. It's just the way it is. You, you kids, kids aren't dumb. Kids, I mean, yeah, kids aren't dumb. Kids are able to understand some of, like even complex and some of the things that we think are adult. That doesn't mean you should go showing them fucking porn and whatever, but. 
uh, comprehensive sex ed is what they're going after here. That's it. It's the same old fucking shit. Same fucking shit. When I was in school, luckily enough, it was just like one or two parents who were mad about comprehensive sex ed. But like, it's always been this way. There's parents that don't want sex ed. And that's just tough shit. There's sex ed's going to be part of uh, education in public schools. I don't know what to tell you. It's not going away. All right. Up next, we got uh, a guy. This is a. This would be. Uh, this would be Lake County, uh, Illinois, I believe. Uh, GOP chair wants to extinguish the left, and I don't think he means that we're on fire. The only thing that's good enough is completely and totally destroying the political left in this country. Destroy it. The greatest American general ever, Douglas MacArthur, said there is no substitute for victory. And defense is never going to bring you to victory. It will never, sitting here and saying, I'm going to defend the second, I'm going to defend this, we're going to defend, defend, defend. Defense gets you nowhere except where you already are if you're lucky. It's time to defund the left. I'm talking about defunding government agencies, defunding bureaucrats, defunding government schools and going to a 100% private school like Florida's making gestures at right now. Let's make sure that bill that just passed, House Bill 1, gets fully implemented in good faith and we don't have government schools and we don't have strings attached to our private to our private education models that are about to merge here in the state of Florida at a much faster rate. Let's truly beat the left at the federal level. What does that look like? Gutting the DOJ like a fish and defunding these government agencies. ago when there were government shutdowns, the first time the Tea Party really made a headway in D.C., people were so afraid of government shutdown. Oh, what if the government shuts down? That could, that could be so bad. The public thought there, that would be bad to keep the consequences. I can tell you right now, the polls show, and they're accurate, that independents and people across the political spectrum are so fed up with this federal government, a government shutdown would be considered a major accomplishment by the Shaky cam like that. We Blair Witch Project. I think we actually need to defund and destabilize this terror that's happening in Washington, D.C. that's quite literally aimed at us and our families and our children and everything that's going on here. Defund and shut down and destroy the wokeism that exists in this country. But the truth of the matter is we need to go so much further. We need to go so much further with our laws in Florida. We need to extinguish the left. Extinguish, I don't know, are we on fire? I mean, I'm, I'm maybe I'm flaming, but that's different. I don't know. That's like people were, I'm, I'm not as mad about using a word like extinguish. I think maybe eradicate would be a, a much more uh, concerning uh, word, but these people, they're just, they love the cops until they fucking, until one of their people fucking commits a crime or whatever. Now the cops are, no, just the, just the FBI actually. I bet the, this guy's local sheriff's department. He probably thinks they're the, the bee's knees and shit, right? Anyway, here's uh, RFK Jr. talking about Sisyphus. Camus said, I believe in myth of Sisyphus. The only way to deal with an unfree world is to become so absolutely free that your very existence is an act of rebellion. What do you think he means by that? 
You know, I read Camus, and particularly in the myth of Sisyphus, as a parable where we're all given these insurmountable tasks in our lives, but that uh, by doing our duty, by being of service to others, we can bring meaning to a meaningless chaos, and we can bring order to the universe. And, you know, Sisyphus was kind of the uh, iconic hero of the Stoics because he did something good. He oh, God, the Stoics. Humanity. He and somebody at a dinner party or whatever, and you go, oh, you know, I'm, I'm Dave or whatever. How are you doing? And you just kind of start talking about your interests, and they, they tell you immediately they're into Stoicism. Go talk to somebody else. Better yet, go to a different dinner party him to push a rock up the hill every day when he got to the top it would roll down and he'd spend the night going back down the hill to collect it and then rolling it back up the hill again Camus' belief was that even though he um, his task was insurmountable that he was a happy man and he was a happy man because he put his shoulder to the stone he took his duty he embraced the task the absurdity of life and he pushed the stone up the hill and that if we do that, and if you know, we find ways of being of service to others, that is, you know, the ultimate. That's the key to the lock. That's the solution to the puzzle. Each individual person, in that way, can uh, rebel against absurdity by discovering meaning to this whole messy right. thing. And we can bring meaning not only to our own lives, but we can bring meaning to the universe as well. We can bring some kind of order to life. If you like this video and you want to help... Okay, so uh, as someone in chat was saying, he doesn't even understand the myth of Sisyphus. The myth of Sisyphus is that Sisyphus was um, a murderer. And uh, his punishment was that he had to push this rock up this hill over and over and over and over again. Anyway, here uh, RFK Jr. continues to up the ante. And in this clip, you can tell that his uh, staff is... Just a little uncomfortable with what he's saying here, actually. And we need to talk about bioweapons. The level I know a lot now about bioweapons because I've been doing a book on it for the past two and a half years, and um, uh, and you know the, the what we the technology that we now have to develop these microbes, we have we've put hundreds of millions of dollars into uh, ethnically targeted microbes. The Chinese have done the same thing. In fact, COVID-19, there's an argument that it is ethnically targeted. COVID-19 attacks certain races um, disproportionately. The, uh, the, 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 the races that are most immune to COVID-19 are because of the, of the structure of the, of, um, the genetic structure, of, of genetic differentials among different races. Of the um, of the receptors of the ACE2 receptor, um, COVID-19 is targeted to attack uh, Caucasians and uh, and uh, and uh, black people. The people who are most immune are Ashkenazi Jews and uh, and Chinese. And but night, well, look at that lady. She was she's like, oh, I'm gonna need a, I, I'm I, I'm gonna I need another sip of this water. Really targeted that or not? But there are papers out there that show the you know the um, the racial and ethnic differential and of impact to that. We do know that the Chinese are spending hundreds of millions of dollars developing ethnic bioweapons, and we are developing ethnic bioweapons. That's where all those labs in the Ukraine. Yeah. 
carve out, they're collecting Russian DNA, they're collecting Chinese DNA, so we can target people by race. Yo, the fucking, yo, why is the comment section of, why is the comment section on a crazy Facebook post running for president? I don't understand how this happened. <laughs> Here's a, uh, don't worry, he went, uh, RFK Jr. went on Fox and Friends. I'm sure that, uh, I'm sure he'll clear it up and be like, oh, you know, I shouldn't have said that. I'm kidding, of course. When your dad was running for president, we were in the middle of the Vietnam War, in the middle of racial unrest. There was a sense that the country was coming apart. What do you think your dad would think now about where the country is right now? What perspective, being that you lived through that, do you have on this? Well, you know, one of the things that he really was trying to bring people together, and he succeeded in doing that. The last day of his life, he won the most urban state in this country, which is California, and the most rural, South Dakota. And the people who supported him, and particularly the whites in Maryland and the, you know, on the East Coast who lined the train track after he died, two and a half million people. Many of those people voted not for George McGovern four years later, but for George Wallace, who was antithetical to everything my country, my father believed in. Um, but my father was able to bring people together and the major way that he did that was by just telling the truth. And, uh, and Well, what are you doing then? Is an extraordinary, that people want to hear the truth. Right. And a lot of Republicans, as you as you note, are supporting me, and I get note after note saying we don't believe everything that you believe in, but we believe that you're telling us the truth and that you're going to bring people together. Well, that's what we want. And you've gone viral, uh, not only with your message, but just your <laughs> sheer masculinity. I mean, you oh my God, does Ducey have a fucking semi for this guy? Those workout videos that are floating around. <laughs> fucking steroids, Brendo, steroids. What did that video teach you about the state of American politics in 2023? Uh, well, I want to point out that on that particular video, that was my last set because I got a lot of complaints. Oh, yeah. was a, uh, I got a lot of complaints, <laughs> and I'm glad for this opportunity to finally clarify You're correcting that. the record. <laughs> okay, fine. So did you? Did this, did this video catch you by surprise? That one caught me by surprise because there was a guy who jumped up to spot me who I'd never seen before, and, he, and I didn't I know that he it. had his friend taking pictures of right. Are you uh, outside are you, just oh, see, shirt a lot? This. Someone else released Somebody it. I thought you released it. No, but I don't. Oh, okay. <laughs> Do you, are you floating around California without a shirt a lot? Well, you know, that, that's, that's Gold's Gym in Venice. So that's just what they which do is, there. Yeah, and it's okay. an outdoor gym, and it was hot out that day, and I was trying to get my vitamin C. How See, many push-ups can you do? <laughs> I've been there. They told me to put a shirt Good on. Good ones. I can probably do about 50. How many can you do, Brian? I think I could do the same. You want to try? Should we challenge them to a we, competition? We to make, you'd have to make a huge contribution. <laughs> uh, okay. I don't think I'm allowed to He's do that to my job. But uh, the, you, the testosterone replacement therapy that you're using what could you tell i was right i think i could do the same you want to try uh, <laughs> oh. last, should we challenge them to a competition we, we you'd, have to make, you'd have to make a huge contribution <laughs> uh, okay. i don't think i'm allowed to do that to my job but uh the you, the testosterone, testosterone replacement therapy that you're using what could you tell us about that does it make you feel you know, better yeah, it, uh, I mean, I, you know, I'm 69 I, years old. I started doing TRT when I was 65. My doctor's advice, because everybody our age starts to lose testosterone, and when you do that, you lose muscle mass.
And they, you know, it just, if I feel better when I have You feel great right now. Yeah. You feel better in your head. Why are you okay with that and not vaccines, certain vaccines? Oh, that's a fucking good question. Well, I'm not, you know, I'm not against vaccines. I've never been anti-vax. That's something that's... Oh, get the fuck out of here. Make me look crazy like a conspiracy theorist. Um, What I've said is let's have testing for each of the vaccines to make sure that they are, um, that they're safe and effective. Vaccines are the only medical product that is not safety tested prior to licensure. And we need placebo-controlled trials where, you know, you have a placebo group and a vaccine group, and then let's look at the health five years later and make sure they're healthy, and that's all I want. Mm-hmm. Every uh, candidate who's stopped by the couch, we ask them what their website is, if people would like more information, or to donate, what's your website? Kennedy24.com. Thank you for asking. Okay. That's very easy. <laughs> okay. Very Senator nice. John Kennedy's not going to sue you about that? that oh, no. The, the okay. other Kennedy. You're the first. Yeah. All right. I, Best to look the rest of the way. Really quickly, what about the hearing? You have a hearing coming up. It's next Thursday, right? We have a hearing on on censorship. And, you know, Judge Dowdy in Louisiana just issued a 155-page decision forbidding the White House or federal agencies from from collaborating with the social media groups to censor Americans. And I was all over that lawsuit. I was the first one that the administration started censoring. Not for misinformation. Nothing I put on the internet was misinformation, but it was just politically inconvenient, and that's not what we do in America. And I hope we what? enforce it. I hope that decision stands. So you're going to testify in detail about that. Yes. Awesome. Fantastic. While you're in the building, you want to go upstairs and go through your brother's desk? Yeah, that would be a good idea. <laughs> Why don't y'all, y'all hit the floor, right. do some push-ups you wanna, while you I tell you what's going on? Can we do a push-up contest? I told you, if you make a big, big <laughs> He's not allowed. Uh, Dennis, would you give him the green light? Should we do this? <laughs> Just do a few. Do a few for us. All right. Bobby, thank you very much for joining us live. Thank you very much for having me. All right. Thank you. Yes, we do appreciate it. Still ahead. Always be grifting. Always be grifting. Be like, uh, you got to, excuse me, I'm not going to do push-ups with Brian Kilmeade. You have to pay me for that. This dude just goes everywhere and lies. This dude's just a fucking liar. All right. We have a palate cleanser. Uh, This is, again, something I usually, I don't usually don't play like comedians or whatever or things that I agree with, but I saw this and I was like, "Ah, that's pretty good. We'll run this. I moved recently um, because of you nice folks. I could, I could buy a nice house, and I'm uh, very thankful for that. Um, and yeah. Thank you. I bought a house in a neighborhood, though, that I think is too nice, you know? Like, it kind of reminds me of a store. It's too, you ever walk into a store, and like right away, you're like, I should leave, like when you get there? <laughs> I feel like there's some, whenever they offer you something to drink in a store, that's a sign, you know? Some stores you walk into and they're like, would you like still or sparkling water? And you're like, I left something in the car. I'll be right back. (laughs) Well, I mean, all my neighbors, they're like investment bankers and partners in legal firms. And then I'm there. Like, do you eat ass or what do you do, man? You know? (laughs) And they're like, thanks for buying a house. It's great to have you. (laughs) Here's what's wild. A current or former... United States Senator, I shall not say whom, lives in my neighborhood. Everybody talks about him. I know which house is his. I'd never met him. Now I'm home 
from tour, and I decide to start my day with a morning walk, a casual walk. You know, I have some coffee. Let's get the day started. I go for a walk. I walk past his house. He comes outside. I don't say anything, right? But he yells out. He goes, "Hey, are you the comedian?" <laughs> I go, "Yeah." He goes, "Where do you think the term motherfucker comes from?" <laughs> Hello, it's nice to meet you. I go, I don't know. He goes, you think it's from people doing that? I'm like, fucking their moms? And he goes, yeah. I go, I don't know. He goes, how many people do you think do that? I go, more than you want it to be. And he's like, yeah. Then, and I am not making this up. I could not make this up. He says to me, "How about daughter fuckers?" I go, first of all, that's not an expression that anybody uses, right? No one's like, check out this crazy daughter fucker over here. I go, if you have kinks, we can talk about them, but not like this. I don't like this at all. And he goes, meh. And he just turns around and walks into his house. I'm like, what the fuck was that? <laughs> so I keep walking, just contemplating every mistake I've ever made that led me to that conversation. And now I'm walking home. So I walk past his house again. He comes back outside. He goes, "Hey, I didn't want it to end like that. That was weird." <laughs> it was. He goes, "I thought about it." And a motherfucker is not somebody who fucks their own mom. I go, oh, do tell. <laughs> He goes, a motherfucker is someone who fucks your mom. <laughs> He goes, that's the most disrespectful thing anyone can do. So if somebody is particularly rude, you call them a motherfucker. And I go, wow. <laughs> I am so impressed that you put that together so quickly. I can see why you may or may not be Ted Cruz, and then I walk away. <laughs> yeah, I don't know anything about that comedian. I saw some people in chat saying that guy's not great. I don't know. I just thought that thought that joke was pretty funny. I don't know if it's true. Probably isn't true. But I, you know, it's one of those things where I, I you know, I want to believe. I want to believe that that exchange happened because Ted Cruz is does seem like that kind of weird. It does seem like that kind of weird. So uh, here's a. We'll call this um, perfectly reasonable mother complaining about a terrifying thing that uh, happened with regards to her child's school. Perfectly reasonable mom, right? I found the no trespassing order that I got from the school. You want to hear something? I'm suing the fucking elementary school. I'm suing Roseau County School. I'm fucking shutting that whole entire fucking school. Amy McGuire, principal, Roseau Elementary School. Guess what, Amy? You're never gonna be able to work in elementary ever again when I'm fucking done with you. Fucking wanna say that you're a principal to fucking kids? I just fucking broke my bracelet. That's how fucking angry I am. You wanna fucking lie, Miss McGuire? Do you? Wanna fucking lie? Do you? Let's look at this fucking no trespassing order. Why don't I? 
like foaming at the mouth. Checking in an elementary office of noticing us of your visits in advance. That wasn't the fucking agreement. Now was it? You fucking cunt, bitch, motherfucking psychopathic principal. Was it the agreement? No, because I didn't make the agreement with you. You fucking bitch. My God. I didn't make the fucking agreement with you when I called the fucking school. When I got the okay, they fucking told me all you have to do is come to the office and sign in. And guess what, you fucking bitch? I fucking signed in every fucking time. You want to know why? Because I am not retarded enough not to. Because of Ren. Well, lady. You fucking psycho bitch. Fuck you. Those are my children. Not, I don't know. I don't know how much longer. Not remaining in lunchroom commons or the space in the office. Oh, excuse me, you fucking douchebag bitch. Fucking busted again. Aren't you? Aren't you, you fucking bitch? That wasn't agreed upon in certain places at all. At all. At all. And I went back to the fucking police station. I did. Yo, yo, CPS, 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 are you out there? Are you maybe watching my show, CPS? That was wild. Yeah, I, I wonder what, what, like, what happens when uh, her kids misbehave. My God. <laughs> so, if you remember, <clears throat> there was this awful sort of uh, conservative religious comedy show um sort of styled after like a late night show with a guy that looks like well you'll see it's aggressively unfunny the super mega church known as saddleback is in the news again rick warren has recently retired and the new pastor whose name is andy wood yep that's his name yep, for real and no he's uh -huh. not a character in toy story hey Pastor of Saddleback. That's great. <laughs> Andy Wood is bucking the Southern Baptist Convention that is apparently has an 11th commandment because 10 commandments wasn't enough. Something like, thou shalt not allow female pastors, apparently. Because the Southern Baptists said that there may be exceptions made for women to be pastors as long as they are bottled and promised to not speak in tongues. <laughs> What? Yes. The Southern Baptist Theological Seminary President Albert Moeller said, any use of the term pastor for women in church leadership is at best unwise and confusing. I mean, can you imagine female pastors? That'd mean that men would actually have to sit down and listen to them. Where's that in the Bible? You got a verse for that? Yeah. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Listen, y'all, this show is going to be lit right here, right now. That shit was so unfunny, it made something else that was funny unfunny. Like, if we watched something that was actually funny before this, this would have, like, canceled that out, and the thing that we watched before it would not have been funny. Um, oh, no. Here's a, here's a clip of Richard Dawkins on the David Packman show. 
Um, we may or may not be watching this in its entirety for the Intellectual Dollar Tree on a Wednesday night. We'll have to see. Uh, I hope I can find something else. What about, for example, things like arresting doctors who provide certain um, gender affirming care, as it's called? Maybe you have an issue with the term or, or, or not, but what about the arresting of doctors, for example? Does that not start to bite a little <laughs> bit to oh, sorry, which doctors have? Have doctors been arrested for that? No, these are bills that have been proposed in the United States. It has not happened, to my knowledge, fortunately. Uh, children or, or adults? We've seen both in different states. Well, I would have, um, I would have strong objection to doctors um, uh, injecting minors, ch children, or performing surgery on on them to change their sex and as far as adults you have no issue well um i think if if it's if if they've thought about it properly like um some like um jan morris for example who, who I, I read years ago one of the first of the of trans people that i read and greatly respected her uh her the, her struggle that she went through in order to um, change sex from male to female, she really, really put herself through it and clearly sincere, clearly suffered from, from gender dysphoria, no doubt about that. And, and, and I take my hat off to her and to the doctors who helped her. But I fear that what we're seeing now is a fashion, a craze, um, a, oh, trans a, a, a mimetic epidemic, um, which is, which is, uh, which is, spreading like an epidemic of, of measles or something like that. Oh, great. Fantastic. This is all just trendy. But the one person who I respect, no, it's totally fine. I believe that they've done so in a thoughtful way because I said so. <sighs> Man, they gotta, somebody just got to like get this guy to stop talking. I, <clears throat> I believe at one point, um, I believe he had a stroke at one point and um, sort of his 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 rhetoric changed dramatically after it. I don't know if that was the cause, if it was just happened to be coincidence or whatever. But like somebody, somebody, come get your peepaw, man. He's he's not out there uh, living his best life. He should just be like on a beach somewhere, like counting his money because you know he got some money. Anyway, the Turning Point Action Conference was uh just happened, and um you know maybe we'll watch not it in full, but maybe we'll watch it a little bit longer form during red light. Uh, here's Matt Gates at the Turning Point Action Conference. For the limitations of man and God's reach does not stop at the schoolhouse gates. In the coming days, I will introduce a national prayer in school law so that in every classroom in America, there will be time for students to pray if they choose. This is already the case. Students can pray during breaks, during lunch. Students can pray in school if they so choose. This is already the case. And you know what? This beautiful new Supreme Court that President Trump gave us just might uphold a constitutional law like that based on the values that this country was built on. In these so there are times where the kids can do whenever whatever they want. If they want to pray, like during lunch, they can pray during lunch. It's fine. 
Nobody's going to stop them. I bet there's fuck there's fucking prayer clubs and shit at school. You can even have a little Christian club if you want. But that's different than like the math teacher being like, well, before we get into um, our lesson today, let us all pray to our Lord and Savior, um, Satan, or Jesus Christ, or what have you. So what he what he's proposing is already <clears throat> what's legal and what's fine and what's allowed. What he really wants is there to be some kind of compelled prayer, I believe, just based on things that how things are going and sort of what he said in the past. I believe it's going to be um, the next thing would be that it would be okay for like a teacher to lead the, cl- the class in prayer, which I'd be against no matter what it was. Uh, but I do think that w- one of the problems with all this and one of the things that might get lost here is that i do think that uh, america does a real shitty job about teaching uh, students about religions of the world in a like a factual way like in an, maybe in an anthropological way or whatever where they teach students you know this is what all these different religions believe i think that should be part of the curriculum and i don't think that's really part of the curriculum in most schools and i think that uh, i think that and they wouldn't like that at all Anyway, here's Marjorie the Gathering at the Turning Point Action uh, Summit. Lyndon B. Johnson is very similar to Joe Biden. How are they the same? They're both Democrat socialists. Lyndon B. Johnson was the majority leader in the Senate. Does that sound familiar? He was vice president to Kennedy. Joe was vice president to Obama. He was appointed as the president after JFK was assassinated. Then he was elected. His big socialist programs were the Great Society. The Great Society were big government programs to address education, medical care, urban problems, rural poverty, transportation, Medicare, Medicaid, food stamps, and welfare. The Office of Economic Opportunity and big labor and labor unions. Uh Uh-huh. Sounds good so far. LBJ had the Great Society, but Joe Biden had Build Back Better, and he still is working on it. The largest public investment in social infrastructure and environmental programs that is actually finishing what FDR started, that LBJ expanded on, and Joe Biden is attempting to complete. Socialism. Meanwhile, we are now $32 trillion in debt. With record high homelessness, 40-year record inflation, we're losing the U.S. dollar as the number one world currency, we're losing our freedoms, our government is one big, fat, bloated machine, and it's killing the American dream. Our jobs are centered. So if people are struggling more, wouldn't one of the only functions of the government be to one of the main functions of the government be to try to offer some relief to people who are struggling because of uh, economic conditions. I don't know. Maybe I'm a socialist. Who knows? I just feel like maybe that's a good thing the government can do. And she described like, she's like, Oh, uh, you did things with transportation. And it's like, well, motherfucker got to get around. Like, what are you talking about lady? Anyway, I saw this, um, Marjorie, the gathering rap and, um, and we're using the term rap here kind of loosely. Uh, you're going to have to see it too. Sexualized and having transgender surgeries. Sexualizing children is what pedophiles do to children. MTG, Mega's MVP. MTG, Mega's MVP. MTG, Mega's MVP. MTG, Mega's MVP. Democrats get back. Boom! Reporters even get slapped. It's 
Big facts, deep state in the left, always hating. When they gonna let Joe up out that basement? Marjorie, I really love what you do. Keep calling Ronald's out, no one does it better than you, huh? A real businesswoman, AOC's a featherweight. A southern bell, a little hood, watch her shake and bake. Divorce, that's all y'all gotta bring up. Yeah, watch her drain the swamp, cause she know they corrupt. She's fighting for our children, she's fighting for our freedom. She's fighting for the Jan 6, she's fighting good versus evil. MTG, MAGA's MVP. MTG, MAGA's MVP. MTG, MAGA's MVP. MTG, MAGA's MVP. She's a boss. She don't rock with trans Tifa cause they soft. Them liberal tears can't save you, wipe them off. You know we rep at 45, he never lost. Watch a real Georgia Peach go and set it off. Sorry about that, everybody. You didn't even get to see the video. I was so uh, interested in the video that I didn't switch the scenes, everybody. Uh, listen, if you're listening on the podcast, this is, in fact, a live show. <laughs> but don't worry. It's in the show notes. You can hit bang dock it in the chat if you really want to see the images from that. And, of course, if you're listening on the audio-only podcast, you can uh, check the show notes for information about that. I'm not going to play it again, though. Fuck that. Um, here is a Donald Trump at uh, the Turning Points USA event. I got two clips of him here. Uh, they're both, I don't know. We'll have to decide which one our favorite is. Here's clip one. They've done charging a former president of the United States under the Espionage Act of 1917. This is meant for developing a nuclear weapon in your basement. Is one of the... Yeah, that's what people were doing in 1917. Good job. Most outrageous and vicious legal theories ever put forward in an American court of law. It's considered one of the meanest, most vicious acts. It's a very, very unfair and horrible act that was passed in 1917. And for many, many years in Congress, they've been trying to get rid of it because it's so heinous, it's so horrible. And by I mean, there have been attempts to amend the Espionage Act, but they haven't been trying to get rid of it. And if it was in 1917, it was not about nuclear weapons. That's just the, the timeline doesn't work. I feel like I'm just like stating the obvious there, but uh, sometimes you got to state the obvious, I guess. This is the world we live in. Um, up next is him talking about uh, Bill Clinton's uh, socks, I guess. Uh, this one's about Bill Clinton's socks, because that's, uh, that's what we need to learn about. We have some bad ones. The crucial legal precedent is laid out in the most important case on the Presidential Records Act ever on this subject known as the Clinton, that's Bill Clinton, socks case. You know why socks? Because he took it out of his socks. I didn't take it out of my socks. I had boxes piled up in front of the White House and everybody's taking pictures of them because I wasn't hiding anything. He took it out of his socks. After leaving the White House, Bill Clinton kept 79 audio tapes in his, in his socks. socks and in his sock drawer. That's why it's called the Clinton socks case. You can't fit 79 audio tapes in your socks, but he meant the sock drawer. I, I don't even know what he's talking about. If uh, Bill Clinton took classified shit with him, then he should have gotten in fucking trouble too. Fuck that shit. I don't know. Anyway, here's a, a shot from outside of that same event where uh, whoopsie, friend of the show, uh, Charlie Kirk, sold too many tickets. You know, because some of the people ask for refunds, but when you oversell your event, the and it's a shitty thing to do. I used to know rave promoters who would do this. Some of the people wouldn't really pursue the refund because maybe it wasn't worth it to them. Their time wasn't worth it or, you know, they just 
wouldn't pursue the refund. So here's the scene outside of uh, Charlie Kirk's event. It is uh, people who couldn't get in because there's no room. Lady Charlie has massive disdain for you and those people. Charlie just wants your money. Yeah, we want Charlie Kirk to come out here and tell us that after standing online for four hours in a 115 degree sweltering garage to be told when we finally get to the front that we can't come in. We can't see, there's a wall up, and we can't come. Oh, now you're against walls? Hundreds of people are back here who came from all over the country and they won't let us in. Do they say why? <laughs> no. But this is outrageous. I just spent a thousand dollars on my airline ticket to fly here from New York City. <laughs> Staying in a hotel and I can't get in. I waited for. <laughs> Yeah, that's a shitty thing event promoters do. They'll oversell an event because they know that um, they know that not everyone, they know that if people show up, that they're not necessarily going to try to get the refund, even if they're entitled to it. So um, that's pretty funny. Here's a clip. Uh, we're going to run it from Instagram here. I almost never run clips from Instagram because, well, not really the best website for what we're doing here, but here's uh, Michael Knowles. He's going to talk about how condoms are somehow kind of gay. Why did Gallup show a seven-point drop in support for same-sex relations of any kind? So they're going all the way back, and forget redefining marriage or whatever. You go all the way back to the beginning of the sexual revolution, and you go all the way back to contraception. There were two cases, Eisenstadt and Griswold. Griswold finds a right to condoms within a marriage. Where is that in the Constitution? I have no idea, but some libs on the court discovered that magically in 1965. Maybe you like condoms, maybe you don't like condoms. I don't know where you're going to find that in the Constitution. I think a lot of people are beginning to notice that the contraceptive mentality is the beginning of the pride mentality. Because the contraceptive mentality divorces sex from the consequences of sex. It introduces a sterile sexual ethic. What? Which is exactly what gave us the pride movement. There, there's no distinction here. If you can't read between the lines, the conclusion that one draws is that condoms are kind of gay. Uh, uh, many people use condoms. Um, that's fucking, that's the, the dumbest, that might be the dumb, oh, no, 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 we're, we're not even done, we're not even in a red light yet, that, that, that's probably not the dumbest thing we're going to see, but it's, you know, going to be top five dumbest things we see tonight, I think. Anyway, here's um, <clears throat> Michael Knowles again, uh, science is just all, you know. This is mostly fake. On the cultural front, a man like this should be ashamed to present himself in this way in public. We used to have standards and norms that discouraged perverted men like this from presenting themselves in these perverted ways. With the pink hair and the psycho affect, openly talking about chopping up little kids, men should be terrified to do that sort of thing. And if they have any of these absolutely perverted and sadistic desires, they should keep them to themselves and they should work on themselves and try to cast those demons out of their bodies. 
And that's the cultural level of this, of course. But then there is the even deeper level that I haven't heard a lot of people acknowledge, which is, this is yet another reminder that science is mostly fake. <laughs> not, not that scientism or the politicization of science or whatever other squishy language the, the more centrist kind of people want to grant, but the whole endeavor, the whole endeavor of the scientific revolution, the premise of which is that reality is fundamentally physical, that is flawed. It's not true. The Wait, modern what, scientific... What, what else would reality be? given us certain nice things, but it's given us a lot of bad things as well, like transgenderism and transhumanism and skyrocketing rates of depression and anxiety and suicidality. But and those are all the results the of science? loss of the sense of meaning in this world and a neglect of the fundamental spiritual and metaphysical realities of this world. It's given us all those things. And it's also given us a ton of bogus... Scientific theory, even taken on the plane of physical science alone, it's given us a bunch of BS. It's given us this notion that the world is going to end in five minutes because of the sun monster and catastrophic climate change. That's, that's a that's product not of really scientific what? revolution. It's a product of a myopic, narrow, obviously mistaken worldview where you plug in a bunch of models and with all your genius people from Harvard. Somebody in chat just said they're like, just his ability to do his live show is a bit of a wonder of modern science, right? In Oxford, and they plug in their models and they say, oh, the world's going to end in five minutes, and it's not true. And most people even who push these ideologies don't believe it. That's why the Spanish climate minister doesn't really ride her bicycle to work. She rides a private jet and then she gets into a limousine and she only rides that bicycle for the last time. Yards. That's why Mayor Pete takes a nice armored limousine to his cabinet meeting, an armored SUV, actually, so he emits even more greenhouse gases. And then he pulls off a few blocks away, gets his bicycle out and rides it there. Like, That's is this science. happening? Do people science. do this? The scientific establishment, the scientific revolution is what gave us the public health geniuses like Dr. Fauci and all the rest of them who lied to us about the origin of COVID. It's the people who gave us the public health geniuses, oh, scientific innovators. He's just slipping in the fucking COVID is a bioweapon conspiracy theory. Scenes that were not effective at stopping the virus, were not effective at spreading the virus, at stopping the spread of the virus, and Here were, they were. Not even all that safe, much less safe than they promised us they would be. That's all incorrect. That is an issue of science, and it's been true for all of history. We look back through history and we say, goodness gracious, can you believe they bled George Washington with leeches? What idiots. Goodness gracious, can you believe they gave women lobotomies? Oh, that's so crazy. Goodness gracious, can you believe this, that, and the other thing? Well, that's been true for the entire history of science, and it will continue to be true. Now we're, we're chopping off kids' genitals. No, we're not. That's obviously much worse than any lobotomies we ever gave women. That's much worse than the, the worst scientific experiments of the 20th century. And it's going to keep going on. It's not like we figured out science and now we're all good. We have to recognize at a deeper level that human nature goes more than skin deep. It goes more than genitals deep. That's why this doctor is so mistaken. If, if you want to give him the benefit of the doubt, be as charitable as you can about what he's doing. He just thinks that people are bags of flesh and bags of chemicals that you can poke and prod and fundamentally change. That's an honest mistake, but it has ghastly, awful consequences. And that's a product not of some bad politician merely. That's a product of the scientific worldview that denies the deeper reality to human nature and to the world. I'm skeptical of anybody who talks about human nature because when they say human nature, it's like when people say common sense, right? They just mean it's like what they think when they say common sense. It's like, oh, well, what I think is common sense or human nature. It's like what they think 
humans would do if left to their own devices, but it's like, it's just an opinion. There is no human nature. I mean, other than we got to eat and breathe and shit, but uh, that's not what he's talking about, right? Anyway, here's Tiny Dancer Ben Shapiro. And um, if you could imagine, he's uh, pretty unhappy uh, with makeup. Also, not for nothing, I do like this still of him here. This is pretty great. Okay, time for a quick thing that I hate. Okay, so um, Maybelline has decided that uh, they, they want to literally hold Bud Light's beer, apparently. So Maybelline is a women's... So here's the thing. A lot of the male brands are not doing this anymore because males were like, nah, men ain't ladies, ladies ain't men, we ain't doing this. But there are a lot of companies that are still relying on women to be nice because women are typically nicer than men. Not to other women, but to like everyone else, they're very, very nice, particularly to men. Wait, what? So because of that, there are a lot of brands that are relying on these sort of niceness of women to just insult women up the wazoo. It's why the idea of, of men playing in women's sports is more offensive to men than to women, because a lot of women, even though they should be defending themselves, they're really like, well, you know, but isn't it mean? So now Maybelline is taking that to the ultimate extreme. They've signed up a Maybelline partner who is a bearded, hairy dude to, um, to model, which is hideous and horrifying, obviously. Why? It's Prime Day on Amazon, so why not see if Maybelline has any deals going on? And look at that! Superstay Vinyl Ink is 30% off, and my favorite colors are in stock and ready to ship. My Amazon order arrived the next day, and oh, he's here great. I am, filming a makeup review. And baby, check out this color and shine. It's so comfortable, and it will not budge or smudge for up to 16 hours. They broke Ben Shapiro. Happening. So uh, for those who can't see, this would be a dude named Ryan Vita. He uh, has a full beard. He has a beaded barrette in his beard while applying bright pink shades of Maybelline's Super Stay liquid lipstick. Okay. And, uh, and, and then he kisses his hand, showing no gloss has transferred onto his hand. So Maybelline shared the ad with its nearly 12 million Instagram followers. The caption denotes that Vita, who has 49,000 followers, so very few followers, by the way, and uses the pronouns she, he, they, which doesn't even make any sense. Like, how get she, he, they, that's all of them. <laughs> yeah, that's fine, actually. Me too. Is a Maybelline pronouns any. Nearly 2,000 comments show many consumers aren't pleased with the casting. Well, you would think. At a certain point, are women just going to stand up to this and be like, no, how about this? How about you advertise female products to us with women? How about that? How about we would like to see what a woman might look like with the lipstick as opposed to. Yes, because they've never done that before, Ben. There's never been a Maybelline ad with a featuring a woman. Bearded, not particularly attractive dude. How about that? Well, Ben, just because, you, listen, Ben, just because he's not your cup of tea doesn't mean that, uh, that, other, that other people don't think he's a, he's, a, he's a bit of a hottie. But no, Maybelline is going to lecture everybody and they're going to steer directly into this. You know, there's got to be a makeup brand somewhere that actually wants to cater to women. And women, at some point, you're going to have to stand up for yourselves. I mean, seriously. Being the powerful, strong people you are, at some point, you're going to have to say, dudes should stop pretending to be us because we are not dudes. But if you won't, then you're just going to... I don't think that person was pretending to be a woman. He was just putting on some makeup because he likes to put on some fucking makeup. What if he wants... Like somebody said in chat, I bet Ben's probably wearing makeup. I'm just wondering who Maybelline thinks is like the crowd that's like, oh man, now I'm buying more Maybelline because I saw a bearded, ugly dude put on some liquid lipstick. Does he not that's understand that. how advertising works? If you remember that, then you might think of Maybelline when you go to buy makeup. You're not even going to really necessarily remember that you associate it with that particular image. Like, does he even know how advertising works just at like a very basic level? 
Advertising is mostly just brand awareness. Makes perfect sense. Oh, uh, who are the, who are the brand managers at these places? Uh, people with a uh, marketing uh, experience. Ben, people now. Ben remembers Maybelline. I kind of didn't even remember Maybelline existed. Now I know that Maybelline exists again. Now I'm not. A, I don't wear makeup. But if I was buying, a, if somebody was like, "Hey, could you pick me up some uh, red lipstick? Any any shade is fine. I'm just out and I'm in a hurry. Maybe I'll go pick up the Maybelline now." Not even necessarily because of that, that that specific ad, but because it's like in my mind. It's like closer to the front of my mind than maybe another brand of makeup because the, their marketing uh, managed to find its way onto my show. I don't know. Who fucking knows? Anyway, uh, here is uh, <clears throat> a clip from uh, Jimmy Dore's uh, stand-up uh, com- comedy special. So it goes L, G, B, and then T. Skip the T's, don't need that headache. Wait, he stole this. He fucking, no, no. He stole that joke joke from fucking Dave Chappelle. I I tell you, I'm so nervous, I don't even feel comfortable talking about trans fats. If you want to go from a mono to a poly unsaturated, that is your journey and I support it. <laughs> Look what they did to Chappelle. You crossed the team. You just stole a joke from him and it was a fucking bigoted joke. He literally, like word for word, he stole a, a joke from Dave Chappelle right there. They will dot your eye. That doesn't mean anything. So I'm not going to do that. I support the trans ladies. In fact, I say trans women are more women than cis women. How could you say that, Jimmy? Well, look at cis women. You could call them guys, and they don't care. Like, Oh, this is hack material. You could misgender them. Hey, guys, how you doing? They'll go, I'm doing good. How are you? They don't fight for their pronouns. You ever try that with a trans lady? Call them a guy. They don't put up with that shit. I found that out the hard way, boy. Wait, how? I came off stage and I was walking past these two trans ladies and the one trans lady says, hey, that was really funny. And I stop and I go, thanks, guys. Where are you guys from? I said it twice. <laughs> this is a thing that didn't happen. And the one trans lady got so pissed off, she slapped me right across the face with her dick. <laughs> this is like bigoted hack material. You ever been... You ever been slapped with a female penis before? <laughs> Comes out of nowhere. Well, we got one more uh, story for the uh, podcast portion of the show, and then we're going to go into the post game, thankfully. And uh, <clears throat> I'm take a little little page out of our uh, playbook from our for a down ballot, our local news show, and we're going to actually end on a, like a positive note, something kind of cool. Usually the last clip is like fucking Jordan Peterson or the Weinsteins or some shit like that. But nope, not this week. This is great. <clears throat> this is a fantastic soccer ad or a football, depending on where you live. C'est pénalty ouais, ça C'est ouais. vert Les bleus qui reviennent dans le match Et elle a encore droit de rêver Avec le pivot oh. Quel toucher de balle extraordinaire 
fait, bien fait le. That was a great ad. I didn't know where to put it, so I put it last <clears throat> on the podcast portion. I know the people listening to the podcast have no idea. Again, uh, you can just check the uh, show notes for um, the video of that. the The point of that video was that, like, they they had used AI to uh, change the women's soccer players to men's soccer players, and uh, you didn't know until they told you. And that was that's just kind of a badass badass ad. Yeah, people in the, in the live show were probably wondering, why the fuck is Dave playing an ad for fucking uh, like Premier League football or whatever? Well, that's why, because it was a great ad. Fucking excellent. Uh, soccer ad, probably too woke. <clears throat> or I don't know, maybe people like it, because uh, who, who fucking knows? There's a few layers there. A few layers based on everything that's going on here these days. But all in all, that's a great ad. And um, I'm not a fan of so uh, soccer or football myself, but I might be, if I was going to check some out, I might be inclined to check out the ladies now again it's brand awareness it r reminds you that uh, there's a whole women's soccer league too anyway that's been the uh, podcast portion of the show thanks everybody for hanging out i started later tonight because it was a uh, fucking 100 degrees today so i had to wait for it to cool off um podcast listeners make sure you're following us on twitch twitch.tv slash echoplex media uh, i'm gonna go pour myself a cocktail and um, we're gonna go on into what we usually call red light but the lights have been red the whole time so whatever um if you want the rest of the show, you can go to patreon.com slash echoplex or eplex.store and subscribe at the $5 level or higher, and you can get the whole show. This is Boomers by Periscope. I'll be right back.
Have you been shadow banned by the liberal media? Free market got you down? Do you get ratioed on every Twitter post because of your shit takes on literally everything? Then producer Dave and HK are probably watching your three-hour dissertation on how a tomato cannot possibly be a fruit because gender and critical race theory can be cured with ivermectin. The Intellectual Dollar Tree, every Wednesday at 7 p.m. Pacific. Please leave it a one-star review on iTunes. Check out the rest of our schedule at ecoplexmedia.com.